Okay, guys. So I know recently, psychics, Ouija boards, ghost hunting, and anything paranormal really has recently gained a lot of mainstream popularity. And although I completely understand the curiosity that comes with breaking into abandoned places to hunt for ghosts or do a Ouija board with your friends in the middle of the night, take it from me, this shit's not to be taken lightly. During July of 2011, my friends and I decided to go on a camping trip in Vancouver during our final summer break before senior year. We stayed at Garibaldi Provincial Park because my friend's aunt lived about 20 minutes away in case we needed anything. We're not really experienced when it comes to being outdoors, being high school kids in the suburbs, so this convinced my parents to let me go. About a week before we left, one of my friends, Daniel, brought up that he had found his grandmother's old Ouija board in his attic. When he was living in Ecuador, he had always been told to steer clear of it, but after she had passed away, he completely forgot about it. Obviously, being the ignorant, rebellious 17-year-olds we were, we decided to take it with us. None of us really believed in it, aside from Daniel, who was told stories by his grandmother as a child, but even then, he was curious to see if they were true. So the week finally passed by, and we left for our trip. We safely arrived at my friend's aunt's house and gathered everything we needed to spend the night in the forest. The day passed by really quickly and mostly consisted of us putting up the tent and setting up our campsite. Once the sun went down, we decided to light a fire and roast hot dogs. Just when we were about to pass out from exhaustion, Daniel brought up the Ouija board and there was no way we were going to leave without doing it. Little side note, this was not one of those plastic Hasbro boards you find at the nearby Toys R Us. This was about 50 or 60 years old, from a small town in Ecuador, probably made by Satan himself by the looks of it. I'm not sure how well the manufactured ones work, but just to be safe, I'd avoid those at all costs as well. So the five of us huddled around a circle, alongside the dying fire. Daniel said a prayer of some sort in Spanish before we started, and to be honest, I nearly shit myself because I thought he was possessed already. Then, he explained to me that his grandmother told him to pray beforehand to avoid evil spirits. Still not knowing what we were doing, we figured the best way to begin was to ask a question. So everyone put two fingers on a leaf we found on the ground to use as a planchet since Daniel said he couldn't find the original. We decided to ask some stupid questions, like, how small is Daniel's dick? <laughs> Naturally, we didn't get a response, and just figured the whole Ouija board thing was a hoax. Then, we decided to ask the most basic question. Is anyone there? Suddenly, our arms started to move the leaf, spelling out the name V-U-A-L. I of course freaked the fuck out, as did my friend, Celine, whose aunt was the one living nearby. Let me tell you, at that point we should have stopped. But hey, it actually worked. So why not finish the seance at the meager price of a week of sleepless nights, some wet pants, and your soul? We continued to ask questions, 
mainly about Vol and his background, from which we didn't get much more than Agricola est en Eri every time we asked anything related to the demon. After a few failed attempts at getting to know our company, we decided to stare the questions back at us. Sitting across from me, Patrick asked, Which one of us won't graduate? <laughs> our hands spelled out Daniel and Celine. We all laughed, since Daniel was one of the smartest people I know, and Celine's mother would ship her to a boarding school in a heartbeat if there was the slightest inkling of suspicion that her youngest daughter wasn't going to attend college. We then asked a few more questions about our personal lives and decided to call it a night. We said our goodbyes and went inside the tents. At around 4am that night, I woke up for some unknown reason. As I was about to roll over to my side and fall back asleep, my friend Clara, whom I've been sharing a tent with, asked why I was breathing so heavily. I wasn't. We stayed up for the rest of the night trying to figure out where the noise was coming from, although we were too afraid to check outside. I suggested that it was probably some animal, but she swore she felt a breath down her neck. The next morning, we asked the others about it, and nobody said they heard anything, so we just brushed it off. We packed our stuff and made our way back to Celine's aunt's house. The rest of the summer passed by uneventfully, and by the time school started, we had almost all but forgotten about that night. As the weeks rolled on, Daniel became pretty distant from all of us. We'd been talking less and less throughout the summer, but I figured he was trying to make the most of his full-time job in order to save money for college. However, it got worse during the school year, and I then thought... Maybe he's just stressing about homework and extracurricular activities. I tried reaching out to him once in a while, but he never answered his phone. And when I saw him at school, he looked as if he hadn't eaten or slept in years. Then one night, I got a phone call from Clara. She was late to pick me up because the highway had been closed. And driving by Daniel's house, she noticed two police cars parked outside. We drove by his house later that night, but the cars were gone, and of course, he didn't answer his phone. So we figured we'd just corner him at school tomorrow and ask him what happened. However, he didn't show up the next morning, and neither did Celine. It wasn't until that evening that I found out what happened. Daniel had stabbed Celine 17 times and dumped her body in a river near the school shortly after, jumped off a bridge into a highway and died after being hit by a car. When they found Celine's body, she had the words Agricola est angry engraved down her left arm. It took me a few months to finally realize that's what the demon meant when he said they wouldn't graduate. I've lived in a creepy house my whole life. Years ago, my parents had casually mentioned to me that a couple of upstairs bedrooms were boarded up when we moved in, but that didn't bother them. They don't believe in paranormal stuff. The worst part about my house is the basement. It's unfinished and nobody ever goes down there. 
There's a well in the floor as well that has a hinge wooden door that's been locked since we moved in. I explained this to one of my friends last weekend when he asked me if there were any scenes from scary movies that resonate with me in normal life. I responded, anything that has to do with the haunted house. My friend's eyes lit up after I described my house in detail and he suggested that we use an Ouija board to see what we can find. I tried to protest, but his mind was already made up. Last night, while my parents were away, my friend came over and excitedly bolted towards the basement. I asked him what he was doing, and without hesitation, he replied that we were going to use the Ouija board on top of the door to the well. I reluctantly followed him. I had never used a Ouija board before, but my friend had a number of times. As we placed our fingers on the planchette, I felt a cold touch of my arm begin to guide my movement. The planchette began moving in a figure eight, and before I can ask my friend what that meant, he mumbled, that's not good. Before we could stop it, the planchette moved and spelled M-O-R-E-R-E which didn't mean a thing to either of us until we looked up its Latin translation later that night. Then, it picked 1-1-1-3-1-5, at which point my friend jumped back as he screamed, November 13, 2015! That's the day my dad died! Suddenly, we heard three knocks from underneath the well door. My friend yelled for me to back away, but there was something controlling my movement, so I helplessly watched as I moved the Ouija board aside and unlocked the door. As I lifted the door open, the lights went out. Seconds later, they went back on, and I saw very clearly that my friend was having a seizure. That was enough for me to shake off whatever was controlling me, and I threw the Ouija board down the well, closed the door, and locked it. Almost immediately after I closed the door, my friend stopped convulsing. Get out of here. I helped him up, and we promptly went to my friend's house a few blocks away. When I returned home this morning, I felt compelled to look at the well. As I descended down the basement stairs, I felt a chill down my spine once I realized what lay before me. The door was still locked, but the Ouija board rested on top of the door to the well. I wanted to run back upstairs, but noticed that the planchette was moving and I couldn't control the urge to inch closer to see what it was spelling. To my horror, it was again moving in a figure eight. As I gasped, it stopped moving. Then it slowly creeped down my board and stopped over the word goodbye. The planchette flung across the room and the lights went out. I scrambled upstairs and ran out of my house. I'm writing this for my friend's place, and neither of us know what to do. Please take this Ouija board away from me before it's too late. (laughs) I never intended for things to end up like this. Since I wrote about my incident a few days ago, I was fortunate enough to receive advice on how to alleviate the problem along with offers to take the Ouija board off my hands. This advice included some people who advocated for me to destroy the board in various manners 
while others urged me to give it away. I was torn on what to do, but unfortunately, the choice was made for me without my consent. Yesterday, the Ouija board was stolen. I now know who is responsible, but having the board stolen is far from the worst thing that's happened. In a small town like the one I live in, gossip spreads like wildfire. After that incident, my friend told his friends what happened, who then told others, and so on. I began hearing from old acquaintances who wanted to take the board, but I politely declined because I wasn't convinced that I would be in good hands with any of them, or that it was even the right thing to do to get the board away. The vast majority of people were kind enough to understand and wish me the best. A couple of days ago, one of my former classmates, who I'll refer to as Seth, asked me about not only taking the board from me, but using it himself. When I told him I didn't think it was a good idea, he cursed me out and hung up his phone. Last night, I realized the Ouija board was missing and tried not to panic. I searched everywhere in the house, but was unable to find it. As you can imagine, I didn't sleep too well, because my mind was preoccupied with determining where the board was and what might happen next. This morning I received a call from Daniel, one of Seth's friends, who relayed to me what had happened. Seth, frustrated about my unwillingness to give him the board, has stolen it from my house yesterday. Last night, Seth took it to Daniel's house and insisted that they use it. Daniel invited a couple of their friends over and told them Seth's plan. After asking the Ouija board some simple questions and eliciting no response, Seth decided it would be fun to ask it how many years Daniel had left to live. The planchette moved to five, then seven. Relieved but annoyed, Daniel yelled at Seth to cut it out. out. Seth ignored Daniel and asked the same question for the other friends. The board said 4-1 for one guy and 5-3 for the other. Exasperated, Daniel asked, And how long does Seth have to live? The planchette hovered over one, then zero. Ten years? Seth exclaimed. The planchette kept moving and spelled M-I-N-U-T. Seth didn't let it finish. He threw the board across the room and loudly cursed it. Then he said he had enough, got in his car, and headed home. He never made it home. He's in critical condition as far as I know. After Daniel told me what happened, I rushed to the hospital to check on Seth, but only his family was allowed to see him. From what I gathered, he had a head-on collision on a one-way road. The police are still trying to determine how it could have happened. The other driver is long dead, and I was told that it will take a while to properly identify who that poor soul is. When I returned home, I saw my mom in the living room, who promptly told me to stop leaving my stuff lying around everywhere. After I asked her what she was referring to, she simply pointed towards the kitchen. As I followed her gesture, I gasped in horror as I noticed the Ouija board resting on top of the kitchen table. 
I backtracked into the living room and asked my mom if anyone had dropped a board off today. No, I'm the only person that's been here all day besides you. As soon as she said that, I heard a sound from the kitchen. I reluctantly went to go look and saw the planchette now on the floor and slowly creeping across the kitchen until it reached the door to my basement. I instinctively opened the door and the planchette creeped down the stairs across the basement floor and saddled right up against the well. I had planned to close the Ouija board session before the board had gone missing, but was now convinced that I needed to stop whatever my friend and I had unknowingly unleashed, and Seth's questions last night had clearly exacerbated. I'm going to finish researching every tool I need to do this the right way. I'm going to try to close this session out first thing tomorrow morning. I just hope that it's not too late. Hey guys, thanks for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and definitely share. And also, if you want to help support the channel, please look in the description below and go to the Patreon.com link. That's Patreon.com slash MadMike. And if you also have a video suggestion, please don't hesitate to leave it in the comment section below. And also, follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter for updates on my channel. That's at Mad Mike Horror. Not Mad Mike Horror. Mad Mike Horror. 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 Okay, guys, you get it. Have a good one, and thanks for watching.